hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. This podcast, recorded on a Sunday morning, morning after seeing some live music for the first time in a while, last night, man, I hit the spot, good music out in a, out in an old barn, and, uh, Quite a good night. Let all the worries of the Trump era and all that kind of nonsense just sort of drift away. Dance around a little bit. Let loose a little bit. Not my full uninhibited wild self like used to be if I went to a concert or something back in the day, but good time. So this morning, kind of pondering. I just did a quick check of news and stuff, and what's in the news of the kind of the overview, the January 6th thing. What strange time it is. Will for the first time ever a former president be charged with a crime? That's like a pretty big, big deal, you know. The country's been around a while, but we're still relatively young. And every empire has to go through this at least once. Especially if you're a democracy and you have law and order and stuff. You'll come to a situation where you have a person that becomes powerful that abuses their power. Donald John Trump abused his power. What he's January 6th committee is looking into isn't isn't even the stuff that he was impeached for. Kind of a... Yeah, <laughs> but if you live in a society where there are laws and order and a person is bestowed a certain level of power and they abuse it, it gets into illegalities. It gets into criminal behavior, nonpartisan witch hunt type thing, you know, not a witch hunt, no, a person committing a crime and not it not being a crime because they're the president or something. But no, he's rich and famous. That doesn't really matter. You know, there's this, the law still applies, even though he's quite famous and wealthy and did indeed become the 45th president of the United States. He's still subject to the laws of the United States of America. So that's what that January 6th committee is kind of getting to the bottom of is that... Not only should he not ever be eligible to be president, but he's he, he should face some kind of criminal consequence for, for what he did on January 6th. You know, he had a certain legal obligation. He had certain duties and oath to uphold that he refused to do. He had a legal obligation to uphold his oath, you know, and, and he refused to do it. You know, he was unwilling to transition, peaceful transition of power. He did indeed lose. It, it, was it a landslide victory? Yeah. Joe Biden won by a lot. It was like 7 million. You know, that, that's a pretty sizable win. That's not really close at all. So I'm not, you know, it, it was a landslide, but not. A landslide win for Trump. No, he had he had fewer votes. He came in second place. So, 
Not really sure how so many people got so confused that supported him. You know, they, they got a little too nose to the grind to think absorbing the electoral college silliness. You know, it kind of got lost in the kind of the big picture. Donald Trump lost. He finished in second place. This January 6th committee stuff, it's fascinating. I mean, to hear Liz Cheney speak some of the most harshest, most direct criticism of Donald Trump, it's very reassuring. But her, of all people, she's, she's not a liberal by any stretch of the imagination. No. Very, very conservative. You know, she is a devout Republican. You know. So it makes you wonder, what is the modern-day Republican truly if... That organization is going to censure and, like, try to remove from power Liz Cheney when she's speaking the truth and the organizational leadership is going to try and, you know, suppress her power within the organization because she's telling the truth. That's the same with Adam Kinzinger, the two Republicans on the January 6th committee. It is not all Democrats. It is technically bipartisan, that committee. And yes, some of the harshest criticism has indeed come from two Republicans that are on that committee. And But the, by and large, the rest of the organization has stood fast with Donald John Trump. A man who may have engaged in, and all evidence seems to suggest that, engaged in criminal activity in order to hold on to power that he was no longer allowed to have. He had been voted out. This always gets me back to Electoral College because obviously Donald John Trump should never have been sworn in as president in the first place. He lost. He came in second place. That's what happened. That's a fact. That's what happened in 2016. It happened again in 2020. That time, though, it, it like counted or no or something you know he finished in second and second place in the electoral college but in 2016 he finished second place in the vote of the people and then a month later the electoral college voted for donald john trump as the winner that is what happened you know media covers it differently on election night that's why i think people get confused they genuinely thought Election night, that's the night that Donald Trump became the president, or was the president-elect, and you started being announced as such. No, that's not what has happened yet. That's You're forecasting that. Yeah. You don't actually know how the Electoral College voters are going to vote until they vote. It's completely up to them. <laughs> yeah. Some states have rules where, like, the Electoral College voters can vote any way they want. But basically, yeah, we all vote election night. And then based off of those results, a month later, in each particular state, depending on how the results went, a certain particular group of voters, called the Electoral College voters, will then vote a month later. That's what happened in 2016. That's, that is what happened. The people of the United States of America voted. The, revol- the results were tallied on election night. Donald Trump was second place by about 5 million. He finished behind Hillary Clinton by about 5 million. Hillary Clinton 
won the election. That is a fact in 2016. That is a fact. It's not an opinion. It's not alternative fact. It is what happened. The media chose to, de to declare Donald Trump president-elect by sort of, well, he won this state. That's how electoral college voters he, he would get. But he hasn't gotten them yet. That electoral college vote hasn't happened yet. You don't, you don't get those votes that night. You get them a month later when real live actual voters who were not picked by the voters vote. But what group it is depends on the results of the election. And it's not, it, it's just a win or lose too. So like if it's 85% of the people in a particular state vote for a candidate, then 100% of the electoral college voters will be from that particular candidate's camp. They'll be pro that candidate. Yeah. If the results are 49.6 to 49.2 and uh, the, the remaining little small percentage goes to a third party candidate, yeah, the person who won, they're going to get 100% of the electoral college votes. So... Again, that's the other thing that's kind of screwy about the electoral college votes, because it'll say in, in every single state, virtually 100% of the voters will choose one candidate. Virtually 100%. Occasionally here and there, there's one voter who does not vote for the winner. You know, or doesn't vote for the person who got the most votes in that particular state. But that is how the electoral college votes have tally that is that is the results of those 100% of the voters in each particular state all agree to vote for one particular candidate hence red states blue states they are monoliths everyone in a blue state votes blue every single person in a red state votes red in a battleground state whichever one wins it is now that color. Everyone in that state is that now. Yep, that's what the Electoral College says. That's why we have it. So each state is its own one or the other. You know. So if you're in the minority there, you're just, you're 0%. Yeah. So if you vote left and you live in a red state, you are 0% of the voting populace, even if there's actually millions of you, and you're actually like 40% of the state's population when you actually voted on election night. According to the Electoral College, you represent 0% of that state's votership. And that is what the Electoral College says. Yeah, that is what it's doing. That is the results of it. You know. And then the number of electoral college voters for each state, it's not the same ratio per state, you know, so, so the value of each electoral college vote is different in each state. It's just a very convoluted, stupid system, and it allowed a fucking game show host to become the president of the United States. You know, there was no safety mechanism to prevent that. He had no business being nominated by an organization, A. I mean, as bad as Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz are, yeah, they would, they would have been better than Donald Trump. I mean, no, neither one of them would have got reelected or anything like that. But they would have at least felt compelled to 
you know, raise the bar a smidge, I think. Maybe I'm naively optimistic. It just seems like they do have, you know, of the three, I suppose Marco Rubio, sometimes there's just a twinkle in his eye that suggests that he does indeed understand that some of the shit he's saying is really stupid and wrong. You know, it, it's just like a, it's just a certain expression he gives here and there that kind of like a, an inner understanding that like he's playing this absurd character that he probably shouldn't, but he's doing it anyway. So like, he's like the least bad of the three for whatever reason I think of, think that. And then Ted Cruz could be very capable. He's a very intelligent person. He just uses his intelligent for corrupt means and to just preserve his own power and seems to give two shits about the plight of the working class people. You know, it's just purely about preserving power. But he is at least an intelligent, capable person. So maybe, you know, but yeah, it was 2016. It was the Republicans turned to win. It didn't really matter which one of the three idiots they picked. That person was going to win. Our country just wasn't ready to pick an alpha female to be the president yet. It's a shame. You know, I understand people's reservations with Hillary Clinton, but good God, when you, when you, if you, if you accept the, the setup, you have two choices, which, you know, that, that isn't what it is. You have more than two choices, but if you're going to accept that it's either this or that Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, I don't understand how so many people who accepted that, you know, accepted that very specific choice. They, they went with Donald Trump. Like, I, I don't even understand it. I, I get people's criticism of Hillary Clinton, but trying to pretend like Donald John Trump is a better human than Hillary Clinton, it's just, I find it embarrassing. And it's a, it's a lot of it is like subtle and not so subtle sexism, blatant sometimes. You know, it's like, Who's the more capable person? Who's the better alpha? The answer is Hillary Clinton. Yes, I understand. A lot of the reasons that you have issues with her is because she's an alpha female, and it bothers people sometimes, even men and women. You know, she's a strong leader. You know, she's had to kind of, you know, grow and try to adapt and, and be, you know, whatever, and also kind of rein it in and all this kind of weird stuff, like to adapt to what society expects the alpha female to be like, and sometimes society just doesn't want there to even be alpha females or something, you know, but she is one, you know, valedictorian of her college and, uh, you know, former secretary of state, senator, you know, like, an accomplished person in her own right, she wasn't just Bill Clinton's wife, you know, like, she's a very capable person in her own right. It's uh, it's just weird, you know, when people choose the clown. Like, if you, if you want to watch the Donald Trump show and listen to his interviews on Howard Stern and hit the, his appearance at WWE, you want to go to his rallies and listen to him speak? Yeah, whatever, man, whatever. To each his own. Some people are huge fans of Insane Clown Posse. Not to really shit on Insane Clown Posse. I've heard some of this stuff. But some people, just, you know, whatever. To each his own. You know, whatever your idea of entertainment is. So, 
For whatever reason, for many people, Donald Trump for many decades was quite entertaining. He was a tabloid celebrity that people, for whatever reason, found quite interesting and wanted to know about. And when he became a game show host, there was millions of people that watched his game show every single night, or however often it was on. I don't, I mean, I never really watched it. I just, I never understood the appeal of that stupid fucking show. But anyway, you know, like, if he's just that, whatever. It's kind of annoying and obnoxious, the things that wealthy people can get away with, you know, the, the, the things that people born into affluence can do without really having to do anything, you know. You just keep accumulating wealth and living lavishly, even if they're a complete fuck-up. That's kind of what he was, you know, just kind of fully out in the open. This this guy that could just kind of do whatever he want and never really pay any consequence, and just his wealth just seemed to keep growing anyway despite not really being good at anything, except self-promotion. And now it finally comes to it, where, yeah, did he push it so freaking far that even some of the people that were supportive of him in the beginning and stuff are going to refer him to the criminal justice system to possibly face criminal charges for the things he was doing at the end of his presidency. Mueller did say in his report that if Trump was no longer the president, could he face, could he be charged with a crime after he's no longer the president? Yes, was his answer very quickly. And that was way before the January 6th thing. It's like many of the stuff that just got forgotten. The full shit storm that was the Trump era, it, just the sheer volume of just like, yikes zero information that should make a person think that he was worthy of the office. It, it just a, a massive stockpile of evidence clearly indicating that that man was not worthy of the post by any stretch of the imagination. But yet a very particular organization picked him. An organization that doesn't have too many within it that stood again up to the guy that said no to him. There's a couple that are putting their careers on the line, their, the you know, their voters' loyalties to them and all that kind of stuff on the line, in order to speak the truth. I find that quite honorable, even if I don't agree with all their political views. I don't know if there's anything that I agree with with uh, Liz Cheney, father, you know, daughter of Dick Cheney. I think they're of similar mind and whatnot. Nonetheless, what she's doing is very honorable. Far more honorable than Mitch McConnell or Ted Cruz or Lindsey Graham, Jim Jordan, Kevin McCarthy, Josh Hawley, Devin Nunes, who's not in Congress anymore, but I like to that dipshit. He's the guy that sued some people because they were making fun of his name or some shit because he used to grow up in a cow farm or something. So they made some kind of Twitter... Devin Nunez's cow or something, I don't know. <laughs> There's some... It's just embarrassing how, how bad some of the uh, Republican leadership is and how far they pushed it. They, they picked Donald John Trump, game show host at the time, former tabloid celebrity, to be the president back in 2016, despite the fact that Donald John Trump had zero qualifications zero experience 
That's not an opinion. That's just a fact. It said that on the ballot. Experience, none. He had none. He had no experience that was relevant to the job. Being a wealthy white guy is not experience to be the president. An elected position of some kind, preferably one where you were paid to do it. I had that kind. Of, I have that kind of experience. In fact, there's many, many people in this country that had more experience than Donald John Trump did in 2016. Did Sarah Palin have more experience than Donald John Trump when she was running as VP in 2008? Way more. She was mayor of, uh, was it Nashville? No. Dang, no, no. Wasilla or something? I know the town because, uh, actually, I, I, think I knew some people in college that were from that little town that she was the mayor of. Then she was governor of Alaska. Far more experienced than Donald John Trump was in 2016. Anyone with any sort of elected post. Yeah. Back in college, I was elected to uh, student government at Eastern Washington University. I was legislative affairs for a term. A paid position where I was elected by fellow students at Eastern Washington University. So, yeah, even me, just regular dude. You know, recording a crappy podcast that I make available to the public and all that. I had more experience than Donald Trump did in 2016. But again, many people did. The Republican Party just chose not to care. They had many people within their own ranks, of course, that had far more experience than Donald John Trump. The two other finalists were sitting senators. You know, they were still, you know, they'd been in office for a while, but the Republican Party just, I think they got, they started getting nervous about getting beat by a girl or something. I, I'm not sure what, what the true, you know, what, what's going on there, you know, maybe realizing that like, yeah, n none of the candidates you've thrown out there are really all that appealing to the masses. You'll, you'll get the. You know, you'll get the red meat for sure. I think they were worried that, like, Trump became so popular that he would, like, divide the vote or something, even if he wasn't even on the ballot anymore, didn't get the nomination. There'd be all those MAGA voters would not just vote for the Republican nominee. They were Trump or nothing. So he might very well have, like, split the Republican vote just by many people not even voting or, or writing in Trump's name or some shit. The loyalty to Trump was pretty profound. You know, the Republican Party was certainly stuck between a rock and a hard place. It was Trump or the field, and Trump was just kind of barely treading water most of the time, but just enough to, like, he was never in the lead, really. He was just, like, you know, hanging out, and they just slowly kept picking each other off, the actual candidates, and then he just kept being allowed to hang around. The Republican candidates back in 2016 just, they chose not to band together, and, and exclude the one that is unlike the other, that is clearly not a Republican, clearly not a serious politician, just process elimination a little bit, you know, like first eliminate the candidate that's, uh, that's the lowest, that that's kind of, you know, eliminate it just mean like 
don't don't keep inviting them to the debates. Start narrowing it down. Obviously, Donald Trump is not the one that you should be in the final ten. Even why why are you doing that? Let him show up initially, but yeah, it's and but then like have a proper screen where like yeah, you you just you screen him out fairly early, but for whatever reason, the Republican Party just did not do that this time. They allowed him to linger on. He'd been running since the early '90s, and you know, he he would get kind of screened out pretty early because he's Donald Trump, a tabloid celebrity guy, who's head of the Trump Organization. The Trump Organization is the organization owned by Donald John Trump, that wealthy guy. Who's Donald Trump? He's the guy that owns the Trump Organization. Yeah, yeah. That promotes Donald Trump. And, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and what does he do? Well, he, you know, he, he does interviews, he watches TV, he makes public appearances wearing a suit, talks. Yeah, he has his name on buildings. That's, that's what he does. Yeah, that, that's kind of entirely life. He golfs a lot. That's it. Yeah. And uh, lots of criminal associations and stuff. He kind of he conducts all of his businesses in a pretty unethical, immoral way, uh, skirting as many uh, tax and insurance laws as possible. And so his organization, he and him personally, are facing various tax and insurance fraud investigations that are ongoing. You know, so that's, that's even outside of the January 6th stuff. The January 6th stuff referring to criminal activity is him inciting a riot, attempting to violently overthrow the government. So, I'd love to see a nice little, you know, nail in the coffin of this Trump era thing. I want to see it dissipate quickly, peacefully, you know, and in a way that kind of, I don't know, creates more fertile ground or something. It's like allowed to dissipate and sort of seep back in, or like people are allowed to kind of seep back into kind of empathy and caring for another and stuff. Yeah, I know it's real hippie stuff, but just like stop embracing hatred and corruption and blatant stupidity. Why do that? Why choose the thing that's bad and blatantly bad and there's little good in it? I I fail still to, to find the good in Trump, you know. What it's more like, it's like I feel pity for him because he was trained to be that way by his father and his elders when he was young and he just never chose to find a different path. You know, he, he just embraced a very particular type of path, one of such pure self-preservation that it was purely win at all costs, no matter what. And that's no way to live, man. It causes a lot of destruction. I'm all about self-preservation, but I don't know. It's just constantly like, well, what, where's this path going, and what are the implications? The wider spread. Even simple things like getting into too much debt. My debts are minuscule compared to the type of Trump's Trump's debt. But 
That guy was so desperate to hold on to power that he engaged in criminal activity in order to preserve it. And he was able to convince working class people to engage in that criminal activity for him. You know, assaulting the capital. Attempting to violently overthrow the United States Capitol. And those people genuinely thought that they were being good patriotic Americans. Donald Trump told them so hours after it, the riot ended. He told them they were being great patriots. And many of them maybe still think that. God bless them. Don't wish those folks any ill will, but many of them do, ha do and, and have already started facing consequences for what they did that day. They made an extremely poor choice. I don't care how upset you are with the government. You start storming the Capitol, you're going to face consequences. You're breaking a law, obviously. Like, I don't know why you would think that's okay to to break a window at the state at the United States Capitol and to just storm in. Well, there's people in front of you doing it. There's a big old group of you all doing the same thing. So maybe that's you, you thought you'd be able to get away with it because there's a bunch of you. You're on video, though. Like, hmm. Some of them are smart enough to wear a mask, not just because of corona, but because, you know, they're committing a crime. So you might as well, secure, you know, seal your identity. But many didn't. Big old shit-eating grins on their face, strolling into the Capitol. <laughs> what the fuck are y'all doing, man? Wow. Man, that was a surreal day. Like that? Wow. Just watching that, like... Is it... That's not actually happening, is it? Like, what the fuck is this, you know? What are these people doing? Donald Trump, of all people? That That's, that's the person that you've... praised your absolute allegiance to. And now look at ya. Look like a bunch of fucking idiots on the worldwide stage. You're, you're trying to overthrow the United States government? Because Donald Trump told you to do it? Holy shit. Oh, boy. Wow. Um, I recommend, like, slowing down, maybe. Take a deep breath. Maybe get out into the woods. A lot of those folks like to hunt and stuff. If you like to hunt, you can get out in the woods. Calm your brain a little bit. When you get out of the woods, don't turn on Fox News. Just leave it off. Start finding some other news source. Maybe don't even worry about finding one right away. Just get out into the world, meet people, talk to people, different people that are outside of your immediate circle or something. I'm not sure what's going on there. You know, I don't... Yeah, I don't quite understand the Trump phenomenon why he of all people was able to convince people in that so it does compel a certain thing i've always had this weird you know uh whatever the word is with fucking trump because i was pretty little little tiny kid first time i became aware of that guy i was a, a child in the 1980s and that was at the height of his blooming fame a period of time that we only learned many years later was he was the worst businessman in all of America when he was at the height of his fame. He was literally the worst. He lost more money than anyone. We didn't know that at the time, though. But there was something about that strange person on TV 
with the goofy hair and the fucking arrogant smile, always wearing a suit, walking out of a courtroom with, you know, arrogant smile because he had, because the people that were suing him were going to settle because they just didn't have enough legal resources to continue the case. And his vast team of lawyers could just litigate all day, just push the proceedings on and on, delay, 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 which costs money. And so eventually the people that Donald Trump had fucked over and was being sued because he had fucked them over would have to settle. In some cases, they'd end up going bankrupt because they made the unfortunate mistake of doing business with Donald John Trump. So that, that image of him walking out of a courtroom, court case, or court, uh, court building, with a big old smile, Something about that, and then his appearance on like Lifestyles, Rich and Famous, and stuff. And there's something about I don't know the different types of sort of uh, bad villain, villainous real people that you learn about as a kid, 1980s, United States of America. There was the ones that were like a, a real dark, menacing evil that was the could give you nightmares at night when you they pop on the screen sometimes fucking you know uh like mike wallace would interview uh charles manson or something and then that fucking interview would be like on the tv or something it's like a nine or ten year old eleven year old and see shit like that so these there was like these real dark menacing characters that are part of the united states of america's history you know Mike Wallace also used to host a show called 20th Century, and it would go into would go into the history of the United States of America in the 20th century. And it ain't fuck, it ain't all puppy dogs and rainbows, that's for sure. There's a lot of nasty shit, a lot of real dark, nefarious characters that have uh, roamed around our country just in the 20th century alone. You know, and so there's some that are like these real, like a real dark, menacing evil. Then there's these others that are like maybe not as overtly evil, but they're still dark and menacing, and they still aren't representing positive virtues, and they lean into it. Donald Trump was in that second group, and he was kind of like the uh, kind of the most famous of that type. Clearly and obviously bad. He was the villain. He was the corrupt businessman guy. But. wasn't a serial killer no he's, he's not that bad or something does he have criminal associations with organized crime yeah yes yeah was his personal attorney also the personal attorney for various new york for new york crime families or Cohen? yeah 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 did, did he embrace certain partnerships with certain entities that needed to launder money and did he most likely help facilitate that in some way, either the people around him or the organization that he owned. Yeah. 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 Was he willing to engage in tax fraud, insurance fraud throughout his life to maximize profits? Yeah. Was he probably willing to create a sort of front of a company, the sort of guise of a real company, and then the, behind the scenes, it's just pure criminal behavior. It may very well be that that's 
what the entirety of the Trump organization was the whole time. Just a front for completely out in the open organized crime activity, money laundering, etc. You know, he does have a. So I was just confused as to how he could still get sworn in. Why was there not a. Why didn't he. How could he possibly pass a security background check to get that level of security clearance to become president of the United States? Just, it doesn't even make sense. Because his criminal associations are known. You know, it, I thought it was like public knowledge. But, I, you know, I don't think that's in the Constitution that you have to pass a background check to be the president. It's more like to be on the certain posts, you know, you have to get security clearance. But if the people vote for you, I guess, then you get in. Even if you're, you know, you had business partnerships with organized crime, both in New York and in Russia. This is weird. <clears throat> I think we're at a minimum, you know, it'd be great if we could embrace the positive stuff, but I think at, at a minimum, not embracing the negative would be cool. Like, I'll, I'll take that for now. Like, like, people just dissipating from the MAGA thing, allowing it to just, to let go of it. Just, just let go. Breathe. Take down the MAGA flag that's hanging in your living room. Just roll it up and you don't have to burn it or some weird shit like that. Just, just take it down. Put up a cool poster that represents you a little bit better. Because, yeah, I'm sure you are more than MAGA. That, that's not all you are, is it? But. What are you if I see, if, if I go to someone's house and I see a MAGA, however long I may have known this person, however, whatever positive feelings, all, oh, you're MAGA, huh? Oh, boy. Um, that, I mean, that's, boop, it's like a kind of full stop right there, you know? Like, it's kind of hard to progress forward, hard to kind of take you seriously, you know, to respect your political views. If you're probably saying that your political views are MAGA, you want Donald John Trump to be the president again. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, I'm all about respecting political views, but goodness gracious. Can't really respect choosing to be an idiot. That's, that's not really respecting political views. You know, that's kind of just condoning ignorance. So... No. So, yeah, just just fewer of that. Just fewer of the people proudly proclaiming out in public their allegiance to Donald John Trump, and then even like in their own homes, like proudly in the you know living space, you know, a common area in their in their house or something that they had guests over, a big flag, make America great again. People proudly displaying that that flag in their front yard. Sometimes above the American flag. Usually below the American flag. That's how you're supposed to do it. American flag is always on top. It's kind of an order of importance or something, you know. But, uh, so, that, that kind of... You'll see that quite a bit, though, with the mega. They'll kind of get kind of overindulgent a little, you know, in praise 
of the guy, and it gets a little absurd and how high up they'll put him, of all people. I don't know if I'll ever fully understand how so many embraced, of all people, that guy. Of all the people. Like, him? Jesus Christ, man, I was like seven or eight years old when I knew that. That, that's not, that guy's not someone to be. And why, it was, every time I would take an aptitude test and it would always say business, it was always kind of like, but that's like, is that Trump? Is that all business is? And then, of course, yeah, the, that getting into my major, finally, early 2000s, and that's when that fucking show started taking off, made me question the whole thing. That's what business is. You just got to whore yourself out to the wealthy schmuck. Line around the corner of business graduates to be contestants on his show. You know, any, any fames, any publicity is good publicity type thing, I guess. You're going to apply to be an apprentice for Donald John Trump. What the fuck does that even mean? Like, <laughs> he's just a celebrity, you know. Boy, but it seems like there's there are adults in Congress. Some it, it, it's it's not a real good ratio of responsible adults over there in D.C. But it seems like there are there are some it, for sure, and they are conducting the business of the people, you know, currently, which is reassuring. There's a lot that are not though and are just purely engaged in nonsense, still promoting the ideas of Donald Trump, aspiring fascist tabloid celebrity guy from the 80s and 90s, and then game show host throughout the 2000s. There, there Many within high-ranking positions of power within the United States government are still primarily focused on aiding and assisting the political aspirations of Donald John Trump. We're a country of 300 million plus people. The Donald Trump thing needs to come to an end. You know, he needs to finally face some consequences. I get it. You really thought that he was some kind of savior or something. I don't know why the fuck you thought that, but because he's not, you know, he's the opposite of any sort of redeeming qualities, you know, like you're born wealthy. You can kind of get away with living like Trump did for a while, like he has many, many decades. If you're not born like Trump, you try to live like him, you can end up in jail or dead. You, you can't live like him. Okay? And you, he's not someone to aspire to because if you're not already that wealthy, you can't get his type of wealth. It's a different type of wealth. It's a wealth he was born into. A wealth that does not go away no matter how often you fuck up. It doesn't matter how much of a colossal fuck-up you are, which he has been throughout many and many a decade, the entirety of my life, what Donald John Trump was famous for was bankrupting companies, being an incompetent businessman that, for whatever reason, some people thought was successful. But he was not. I don't know how people got so confused. He was famous for being sexist and stupid, cheating on his wives, having many different broken marriages. He had a cameo in Home Alone 2. He was a frequent guest of the Howard Stern show. And then he became a game show host. And now that long era seems to, it's, it's, the, the coda of it is 
got quite the tail, you know. I was watching this video the other day of like this. It was like on Snapchat. It was like this thing that got stuck in some lady's fingers. Like this, like parasitic black sludgy thing. Oh man, so it, oh, it was gross. But it was like one of those where I couldn't take my take my eyes off of it. It was like a close up of like the doctor kind of slowly pulling it out, and then and then the lady's getting all like, I think I heard a pop. I think I heard a pop. Oh my god. It just kept pulling and pulling and oh my god, it was so disgusting. But then finally, the, they were able to pull that nasty thing out of the woman's finger. And the relief she started feeling and stuff, like oh my god, yeah. yikes. But that's that's what I feel we're in right now. We're in that like final where we're pulling this out. But there's gonna be this this funk that was allowed to like filter in throughout different parts of the that that'll take a while to clean but it's it's more like a a fine tuning over many years that'll take you know to kind of get rid of that but the the trump the real putrid stench of the trump era that's something that we can come to a a quicker resolution on him specifically just not allowing to be president ever again first and then in fact in facing real legitimate consequences for attempting to overthrow the government of the United States of America and instill himself as the supreme leader, if you will. Um, that was illegal. You're not allowed to do that in the United States of America. You're not allowed to just claim power because you want it and try to use force and extortion to hold on to power. We, we choose our president by an election. Yeah, and he lost. He did very well. He got second place. Pat on the back to you, bud. But you, you don't get to just hold on to the post because you want it. It doesn't work that way. And he, he didn't seem to understand that. And he was willing to engage in criminal behavior in order to preserve his power. And so, yeah, he pushed it way too far. Like, the reality is probably he, he, he doesn't have the January 6th thing. He just skips the whole whatever the fuck stolen election thing because that was a narrative he started up prior to the election. He started claiming it was going to be a fraudulent election. So it was, he was painting the picture. He was framing the argument already. He knew he was going to lose. So he's going to, when he lost, he was going to claim that it was a fraud. And he was doing that weeks prior to the election. That's all he was thinking about. He wasn't think, certainly wasn't thinking about doing his job. Like, if he gets reelected, what is he going to do with his power? The Democrats, the Democrats are gonna, they're gonna steal this country, folks. They're gonna steal this country. The guy is such a fucking idiot. I mean, I've heard him speak live. It is about the most uninspiring word salad nonsensical bullshit like I, I don't get it you know I don't understand why people get inspired by it but I get I totally get the way if you are going to be inspired you're going to be inspired to do something really stupid you know like of course because he's a fucking stupid incompetent amoral unethical dumb shit so if you listen to his words enthusiastically and get real fired up, yeah, that, 
those are the kind of actions you're going to do. Real fired up, stupid, unethical, immoral kind of actions. Yeah, because that's what he is. And that's what he's, that's what his message is about. Nobody really know how people, so many people didn't, thought it was something different, you know. Because then, yeah, look at his most arduous supporters. What kind of actions do they take in? Yeah, real, real empathetic, peace, peace and love kind of action? No, <laughs> a lot of violence and hate, corruption, yeah, distortion of reality, lying, you know, those are the actions that most, that the most enthusiastically supportive of Donald Trump followers engage in, because they're the most attentive to his message, which is destruction, corruption, violence towards the other. That is, that is what his message is, and so that is, you know, the overwhelming reaction that you get from him. Some of it is just stupid. You know, a bunch of large group of people just doing stupid things and saying stupid things. But, you know, not too dangerous. But some of them, yeah, doing and saying stupid things and also engaging in violent behavior. And that's what you get. Millions of people proudly proclaiming their allegiance to a message that is one of corruption and violence and tension and anxiety. That is the Donald Trump message. You know. People stop embracing that. That's the first step. Dissipate that negative energy. Stop embracing the negative energy. But then what what happens if you start embracing the most positive no duh kind of stuff? When it comes to a uh, role of government, if you will, you know. Should there be hospitals and schools? Should we have those things in our society? If a person gets sick, should they be able to go to a doctor to get healed? If a person wants to get an education beyond just a 12th grade education, should they be able to do it? I think the answer to all those questions are yes. And I don't really think it should give really matter at all what your socioeconomic standing is. Why is that relevant? How does a specific entity earn a profit? Who cares? Why does that matter, you know? Like does our society generate enough money to fund hospitals and the medical staff that would work there to take care of people and heal people when they're sick. Yes, yes we do. We absolutely can afford such things. Hospitals. And again, funding hospitals in such a way that when people get sick they or need health care treatment of some kind, they would go there, get healed, get treated, and then go on with their life. The people working in that hospital would be paid accordingly, a certain scale based off of their years of experience, their expertise, etc., etc. No, they would not get all paid the same. Yes, they'd get paid very well and comfortably. The people with the higher levels of expertise and experience, they would get paid more than a first-level nurse or something. Yes. No, you, you, the American citizen who needs medical treatment, wouldn't have to pay anything to go to the doctor. Yes, the medical treatment would be top-notch, possibly even better than it is now, 
because the costs would be reduced. We'd be funding the health care directly. It's important to understand that the main reason that we do not have hospitals as a right is because one of the two organizations that represents our interests, known as the Republican Party, is very concerned about how a very specific sector of the economy, known as health insurance companies, will continue to remain profitable if we fund hospitals directly. It's an elephant in the room situation. What happens to that particular sector of the economy, a business in which it charges its customers a monthly fee to pay a portion of your hospital bill when you go to the doctor? What happens to that particular type of business if every single time you go to a doctor, there is no bill? What service is that particular business that you are a customer of? What is it that they are providing you? You may start questioning your business relationship with them and decide to stop being a customer of them anymore. Yeah. So that particular business may become substantially less valuable in the very foreseeable future. What would that have to do with healthcare? Absolutely nothing. What it would have to do with is a very particular sector of the economy would be less economically viable. Okay. Hospitals would be funded directly and to have medical staff working there to take care of people when they are sick. When you are sick, you would go to the hospital to get healed. No, you would not get a bill. Yes, the treatment at the hospital would be top-notch, possibly even better than it is now. Yes, I under, understand, though, that your main concern, you, working-class person who does not have access to free health care yet, is extremely concerned over the company that you are a customer of, known as the health insurance company. How does that company remain profitable, you ask? What about the salary of that CEO? That's 20 to $25 million a year. How do they continue to do that? I know you, the working class person working an hourly wage, that's what you're most concerned with. Because the organization you're voting for, that's what they're concerned with. Okay. The Republican Party is concerned with health insurance companies continuing to remain profitable. When in fact, obviously, elephant in the room situation... They might just cease to exist in their current form, and only certain types of insurance would be, you know, like disability income and stuff like that. But the, the straight up, you pay us a monthly fee every month, and then we'll pay a portion of your bill type of thing, there's way less demand for that if healthcare is just free. You would, you would have to differentiate your product pretty abruptly, very quickly to retain any kind of profit close to what you've become accustomed to. But may also need to prepare for the very fact that yet your particular sector of the economy may diminish entirely and become completely irrelevant altogether. And so you, CEO of Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Kaiser Permanente, whatever, 
that sells a very particular type of insurance, yes, you, you may need to adjust your portfolio. But it may very well come to that. But yes, that is the reason that we don't have health care as a right, is because the Republican Party and too many within the Democrats, called corporate Democrats, are concerned with how health insurance companies retain their profit margin. So, there's a lot of percolating things, you know. Like, we, we, we went, we, we reached bottom, but I think we, we did reach bottom, and now we're on the upward swing now, the January 6th thing. They're looking into stuff. This Trump era is going to dissipate, and from that dissipating, new fertile energy can start growing. We could be a society that starts working towards healthcare is right and education is right. No, that doesn't mean the government is controlling your health care, dictating to it. Controlling your health care is the Texas abortion ban. That's the government controlling your health care. That's the definition of it. That's the definition of big government, a meddling government, a government that will have to send agents out to sort of... Uh, intervene in women's lives because they're suspected of being pregnant. They would have to be constantly monitored by a government agent to ensure that they don't sneak off to get a, you know, black market abortion or something. Because abortion is a medical procedure that exists. It's knowledge. So it, it can't be just stopped entirely. There is a demand for it. So uh, it's just a very stupid, big government, oppressive law. We do have freedom of speech in this country, though. You're certainly allowed to speak your mind. You know, so speak your mind, but understand that you don't get to control other people's lives. Feeling, uh, feeling good today, man. Last night was good, good, uh, good couple bands. Opening bands like young bands is. Still getting going, but like, yeah, got getting a good sound, finding the sound, and then uh, it's like a good kind of, uh, I don't know, and they've got like a good, just kind of a jam country rock band to close the set. It was very cool, hit the spot. So I'm feeling good and optimistic, maybe, for last night, and but also willing, needing to uh, dress certain things, you know. Very hopeful for uh, upward mobility soon, both in the, this country as a whole and me personally as well. See, man, it's a grind in this country. So if you're making it through out there, stay positive. Remember to breathe. Helps take a nice deep inhale and then another quick inhale before you let out that exhale. Do that every once in a while. It gets the those nice uh, oxygen molecules robustly flowing around in your brain. Calm your thoughts. Make sure you register to vote. Make sure when you register, when you do vote, vote for candidates that are pro-healthcare and pro-education, pro-infrastructure investment, and uh, pro-democracy, the right to vote, and, you know, pro-measures to make it easy to vote. Make sure you vote for candidates that are that way. What letter is next to their name? Most likely it's not an R. It might be a D. It might not be, though. You're going to have to do some investigating. Stay safe out there. God bless. This is Gary. Thinking out loud.